0: I'm excited to talk about my sponsors today, Gay Lisby's Million Dollar Arbitrage Group. Amazing, amazing group. This is a teacher. This is uh, Gay was a teacher. She is a teacher still. You need to learn this is the type of uh, environment you want to be in because she's going to help you understand why. And I think that's the hardest part of this business is understanding why. Why is the red one popular when the green one isn't? Well, there's usually a reason. And what Gay does is probably parse that better than anybody, and she'll explain the reasons for those things. I think that's really powerful. Yes, she puts out a list. You're going to get uh, get use of that list if you get in the group. Now, here's the deal. The group isn't always open, right? So you get on the waiting list and you can join the waiting list through my link. Um, doesn't cost you anything to, to get on a waiting list. And if you uh, like her service, which I find that most people do, and that's why there's not so many openings, um, you'll be with her for a long time. And so it's amazingfreedom.com. She's part of Andy Slamet's group. Amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum. And you're going to get in the waiting list. That's all I can get you on right now. You can use my name and see if that gets you anywhere. But what I like about In that, uh, What I like about what they teach in that group are the things that are going on, you know, the current things. I've seen a lot of stuff going on about stores going out of business. Well, here's where an opportunity is. Here's why you want to do this. Hey, be cautious about this, you know, with Toys R Us coming out. You got to think about this. And that's the learning that you need to do. And gay is better than anybody else I've seen. So um, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum will get you to the waiting list. Then hopefully it can get you in the group and then you're going to see me in there. And uh, we can chat anytime you're ready. Karen Locker's group, Solutions, the number 4 e-commerce, solutionsforecommerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you 50 bucks. Karen's our account manager. We recommend her to everyone because she's done so well for us. I mean, that's quite frankly the reason we've been paying her for the last few years, but she's become an important part of our team. Her and her team are so involved in our account. I just see the emails coming back and forth. Hey, we did this for you. I just saw two listings today. And I'm like, wait a second. Why did they show up? I didn't put any listings up. They got uh, they got uh, set off to the side by Amazon and they reactivated them for me. You know what I mean That's the stuff that just happens when you have a strong team and I can't recommend Karen enough. If you use uh, my code momentum, Karen pays me, I don't want to hide that. Of course we all know that, but you're going to save50 dollars and it's a great opportunity to really really um, build out your team with somebody you can trust. It's why I recommend them. So solutions for e-commerce. Solutions, the number for e-commerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you $50. Oh, and by the way, she's going to do an inventory health report. Why is that important? Well, guess what? Fees are going up. Is your inventory health number declining like ours is? Well, here's why. And here's what they can do. What I like is I get a spreadsheet from them. And it says, hey, um, here's a bunch of inventory. Here's what we recommend. And I'm like, yep refund, I mean, uh, delete, uh, return to us, blah, 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 whatever it is. And it's, or destroy. And it just happens. That's what I like. The other thing that I have Karen helped me with a lot is creating new listings. You know, we do a lot of the research ourselves. We upload our images and then boom, magically the listing goes live and I don't have to worry about it. Those are the services that Karen offers. Can't recommend her enough solutions for e-commerce.com forward slash momentum, save 50 bucks. Use my code. You save $50 a month every single month and it's a great service. Plus you get that free inventory health report. I think it's a really powerful way. So I can't, uh, I'm so excited how many people have been joining her cause I see it and I'm excited because the, the messages I get from people are saying, Hey, this is great. I finally feel like I can focus on something else because Karen and her team are watching this for me. And you know, I highly recommend her. Next up is Seller Labs and scope. <laughs> I almost said it wrong. It's it's amazing. I mean, it really is amazing when you sit back and think about, hey, I want to get this product up, and it's similar to this product, and that's sim- that product does well. Well, therefore, if that product does well, they have the right keywords. They have chosen things correctly. So, guess what? You scope, and you can see all that stuff. And that's what the the most powerful thing in the world is to copy somebody who's done it right. That's what you wanna you wanna take advantage of that, right? I mean, it's it's fair. Uh, to see. And so therefore you could take and apply it to your listing and immediately get that same benefit. That's what scope does for me. Sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you $50 on the service. Oh, by the way, it's free to try. So sign up, try it and say, Oh, this is how it's done. Boom. And then you're going to, the light's going to go on and you're going to be like, man, I can get my products out there. I just can't wait. Can't wait. Sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum. The other day, I bought another domain. Yes, I bought another domain. It's almost like uh, I'm admitting guilt. But it's because I had an idea. And it was something that was a pretty good idea. I think it's going to go pretty far. And so what do I do? I go to trygodaddy.com forward slash momentum and save 30%. So Domains aren't very expensive. You get a few services. It adds up a little bit. And I usually buy three years. I usually buy privacy, by the way. I recommend that too. Buy that. You know, it's not that much money. But when you can save 30%, it makes it that much sweeter. And it makes it easier uh, when you're buying domains, and especially if you buy a bunch of domains. I am a domain collector, and so I do tend to do that. But that 30% makes it a lot easier. And I use GoDaddy because what I like is I can pop in an address I'm thinking, and it'll say, nope, nope. Try this version or try this extension, and then boom, there it is. Hey, you better hurry before it goes away. And they're right, you know. And so, try go forward slash momentum, save 30%. Also, I want to mention about Grasshopper. Who was I just talking to? Somebody the other day, and they were like, Oh, yeah, I use this company called Grasshopper. I'm like, Dude, did you buy it through my link and save 30%? Hello? No, they missed that. So, save 30%. It's try grasshopper.com forward slash momentum, no surprise there, but you're going to save 30%. And what the, the real cool part about that is they're using it for their private label business, and it gives them virtually a second phone on their current phone without having to get another number. They can make up a vanity number. They don't have to go and do all the grief and, and sign long contracts, pretty easy stuff. And so if you're creating a brand that you want to identify, you want to look professional, you want to look like a real company, grasshopper is a great tool it's an app you put on your existing phone and boom you now have a customer service department you now have a sales department you now have a manufacturing division you could forward it to somebody else you can have it go to different voicemails different departments and it's all included so try grasshopper.com forward slash momentum save 30 percent Welcome to the e commerce
1: momentum podcast where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e commerce selling today. Here's your host, Steven Peterson.
0: Welcome back to the e commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 321 Josh Newell. Very, very interesting discussion with a very, very smart guy, uh, very cool. Uh, I love the story of how people get to where they are. And his story is very, very cool. It's about overcoming challenges, figuring things out, you know, but realizing, you know, you're pretty smart, you know, you're, <laughs> you know, when you hear a story, you're gonna be like, oh my God, this guy's one of those smart guys. And yet he stumbled. Okay. People stumble. Now he had a reason and, and figuring that out is, is really a big deal. But everybody stumbles. I think that's the lesson, right? Everybody stumbles. It's what you do when you get up and pick yourself up and you get going again. Well, Josh is a great example of what somebody with potential um, who stumbles But realizes that and you know, I'm sure it's family and having a good family around him and those who love him help, but still getting up and going forward. And and he just did such a great job. So, you know, there's no doubt in my mind why he's having so much success. When you hear his story and you start making the connections, you can just see it and it's just so cool. Again, another reason that successful people, you know, when you look at these success stories, you always figure out that they solved their problem. Well, he's a good example of somebody who figured that out. Somebody who saw something and said, Huh. I have this skill set. I can bring this to market. And so he's got a service. It's called uh, Fitshipper.com. And I have the link on the website if it's something you're interested in. Again, I don't benefit other than you saving money. But I'm here to tell you is that I use services like his um, because I save money. It takes away, you know, and I'm not complaining about eBay in any way other than they have some, they're changing their business to suit them. Well, I don't want to change certain things because it affects us in a negative way personally. So we don't want to change something. So you lose some of your your discounts and stuff. Well, guess what? That was always something that held over my head. Well, now that option's gone because the there are other smart guys like Joshua figured out ways to offer other options. And guess what? Now that I have other options, we can go back to designing our life. And And that's what you do when you're a small business person. you got to keep your costs down. You want to do everything you can. And Josh has a service that offers those types of things. And I, I just hope that you figure this out. Q4 is coming. You need to start fi- working on your business. This is a chance to work on your business. Let's get into this great story with Josh. Really cool. All right. Welcome back to the eCommerce Momentum Podcast. Very excited about today's guest because he is going to help us understand shipping. And it's a complicated subject. It's not easy. And in this day and age, you know, in our pre-call, we've been talking about this. In this day and age, you have to have uh skills and all these uh services because there's a time you're going to need it you're saying well no wait i'm fba only i don't want to ship well guess what that's a perfect world the world's not perfect it's going to happen and the world's going to change and it might make sense for you or q4's coming and you might have a product and you can't get it in in time and yet you still want to sell it and you don't want to run out of stock well then you're going to have to figure this out and joshua's an expert at that however he's also a computer nerd He's also a, an eBay and Amazon seller. Um, he's also just a hobbyist for creating tech solutions to problems he's had, which I think the most successful people have done. And that's why he's so successful at it. Welcome, Joshua Newell. Welcome, Joshua.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Uh, was that a fair introduction? Yeah, I think so. I think I think the most successful people and you're very humble about this and so I mean it's very cool that you're very humble about this but it's true the most successful people fix problems that they have, right? That you created these tools and we'll get into those to fix your problems, right? Just it's it's just hassles and you're saying, "No, I don't need these hassles because I'm smart enough and I have these skill sets and I can fix these things."
1: Correct? Yeah, being a being a programmer, you get to solve a lot of a lot of irritating problems. Um, since I can write some software, and that's kind of how I've gotten where I'm at now.
0: You know, as a side note, because you are a programmer, because this this question came up to me recently. I guess in the last week is about eBay specific. And somebody said that eBay Motors, eBay, and their app, and whatever other platforms that they have. I guess they have a whole bunch of different pieces. They're all kind of run independently, and it's one of the reasons that you don't see that seamless. Uh, technology shift like you do on amazon is that is that correct am i just naive in understanding it
1: uh personally i don't know um exactly how how their structure set up i do know that they're they're an older com, you know back from the 90s and i i just think that they've um since they started so early they, they just have a lot of technical debt that they're they're still trying to manage Ooh, oh that's a cool term technical
0: debt tell me what that
1: means um, technical debt means you did something not the best way at one point in time, but now you're stuck with it. So, you know, they've got to keep all these backwards compatibilities and they have all this old infrastructure that was designed, you know, 20, 30 years ago before, you know, maybe wasn't what we consider the best today, the best practices we do today. But since they have so much of it, since they're such a large company, some of that stuff just sticks around. And so they're, they're, you know, kind of building on top of a shaky foundation whereas amazon um you know a little bit newer and also amazon had a very specific focus um they had a like they had a good cto i think that um made everything an interface an api internally and externally so they they kind of had a really good um foundation and of course they are not without their amazon has their own technical debt and their own problems but uh and I, then I'm not really sure. I think some of eBay's um, IT stuff is, is outsourced, and, and that's not without problems. So um, I think it's just a combination of all those things.
0: Is it un, it's, un, it's really hard to unring that bell too, right? I mean, because anything they do affects somebody. And so to change midstream, you're talking I – mean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Amazon and eBay technology-wise are night and day. Because of that, that technical debt is the term you use. I love that. That They're just night and day. And for eBay to catch up to Amazon, which by the time they would catch up, I'm sure that would be outdated already, would cost an enormous amount. So basically, they just try to keep it running. And and they're trying to put them together. But that's why we're seeing all these glitches. Is that fair?
1: I think so, yeah. Okay.
0: All right. I'm not asking to diagnose them. I'm just trying to get somebody who understands to make me understand a little better. Because... So much of it doesn't make sense to me. Why doesn't one talk to the other? Well, I, I can't imagine it's easy. I'm sure it's unbelievably complicated. But at some point, do you bite the bullet and get it done? And I don't know if it's possible. Okay. All right. So you are in the computer world. Why Why computers? Was that, was that something that you were into since you were young? I mean, was this the thing that you were going to be? Or are you going to be a lawyer or something like that?
1: Yeah. So I actually... Started, I taught myself how to program when I was, you know, like seven years old. Oh, my come dad, on. My dad, my dad was <laughs> now taking Now I feel a, dumb. All right, this conversation went bad right here. This is I'm where sorry. the conversation my, went down. Yeah, my dad was taking a, a programming class at community college, and he was trying to get a, some sort of management degree. And uh, I, I found his book, and um, we had an old computer, and uh, I kind of just started doing his homework for him. Oh, so, man. Uh, but... But I, I did not plan on being a programmer as a profession. I started my own little business. I had like a lawn care business when I was 16. I had a truck and a, you know, a trailer and a big wow. lawn mower, you know like a big commercial lawnmower. And I really liked business. I really wanted to be a business person. What was it and, that was attractive to you about
0: that? Because that's interesting. Why, why, why did you want at 16 to be
1: a business person?
0: Because that's not normal.
1: I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, yes.
0: was it? Did your dad? I mean, it sounds like he had a management job. Did you see your dad and you said to yourself, "Ooh, geez, I don't want to. I don't want to make that grind." Or uh, actually,
1: hmm. my da- my dad was a was a fast food restaurant manager, wow. and uh, and I I wanted to get a job at the local amusement park, uh, Bush Gardens, that's near here. And I said, you know, I think I was fifteen, and so you have to you know, have a parents permission and all that sort of thing. And uh, he was like, no, like you can't work there because, um, these kind of jobs aren't very good and you don't want to get stuck in it. Like, like he was at that point, he's since started his own business and, and has been running that for a long time now. But anyway, uh, he wouldn't let me get a, um, you know, minimum wage job. And he's like, listen, you know, you've been cutting grass around the neighborhood. How much do you make? to cut a yard. It was like $20 back then. How long does that take? You know, 30 minutes to an hour. What's that an hour? He's like, do you really want to make, you know, $7 an hour working at, uh, at bush gardens. And so that's kind of what got me going. In wow. business.
0: That's yeah. a great, what a great lesson, though. I mean, what a valuable lesson he taught you because I agree with you. Most people would have been like, oh, yeah, you got to go work, got to go pay your dues, flipping burgers, right? And he taught yeah. you, I mean, just the fact that he said to you, okay, let's figure out your hourly rate at 16 to understand what you can make. In your case, it was what, $40 an hour or $35 or uh, $30 yeah, an something. hour. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So it was really, and then um, later on, you know, several years later, uh, he had changed careers, but he wasn't happy where he was. And he was like, well, if Josh can have his own business, why don't I have? <laughs> and so Are they, they started—my parents started a business, and that's what they do even now today. So
0: so so you taught him. He saw his advice come to fruition. He realizes, hey, this is pretty good advice. Maybe I should take—you know, one of the father's roles, and you're a father now, so you got to say this, do as I say, not as I do, right? That's one of the rules you get to say. And in his case, he had to take— and flip it on himself. And I think that that's very cool though. I mean, you got to admit that's pretty cool. Is he a different person being a business owner as opposed to working nights and weekends and grinding away at, you know, whatever fast food joint he was at?
1: Well, yeah, definitely. So
0: (laughs) Very cool. All right. So you were going to be in the lawn business. This was going to be your future. Were (laughs) you going to be um, one of those big mega landscapers? Is that what you envisioned?
1: No, no. I, I mean, that's what I was doing. When I was 16, because that's what I had the you know ability to do as a 16 year old. Um, but uh, I went to uh, college, and I, my plan was I was going to be a business major.
0: Hmm. And what does a business major look like to you? I mean, because that's
1: a very broad degree. Um. You know, I, I don't think I even knew at the time. I just knew I wanted to go to I <laughs> wanted to it. go to business school. I was going to William and Mary in Virginia, and um, you know, I thought. I can learn about business and, and whatever. I don't think I, you know, I was only, you know, what, 17 years old. So what did I know about what I was going to learn? But um, I didn't end up going to business school.
0: Ooh. Why not?
1: Uh, because I got expelled. Oh, okay. I got expelled from, I got expelled from William & Mary. Uh, because I failed most of my classes my freshman year.
0: Now, hold on a second. So here's a seven-year-old who's self-taught computer science that usually, just so you know, I mean, this is Steve talking, so, you know, don't take it with a grain of salt. That usually means you're pretty smart. Uh, A 16-year-old who can run a business and successfully charge customers, get paid from customers, drive a truck, drive equipment, maintain equipment, usually has some brains and pretty smart. Um, What was it that you didn't do well in school in that regimented school. What was it?
1: Well, um, it turns out that um, I start I start having what they call seasonal affective disorder, which is a, a type of depression people get when it's winter when it, when there's not a lot of light. Hmm. And it it kind of hit me. I, maybe I'd had it my whole life. Who knows? A lot of people have seasonal ups and downs, but that particular year, um, it really just made me very unmotivated and I'd never felt like I was depressed before. So I didn't, I didn't recognize what was happening. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I just yeah. knew, I just knew that I wasn't going to class and I didn't feel like, you know, doing much of anything. So, so I got expelled from uh, William Mary cause I failed most of my classes. And, um, I ended up getting back into William Mary. I had to do a year out and to go to some community college classes. Um, I got, I got let back in and, um, but then my GPA was so low that I would never have been able to meet the minimum GPA for business school. And so I had to have a plan B I, business school was out for me. It wasn't, wasn't going to be able to happen. So my plan B was I need to do something that I can, I know I can, you know, cause I was in a rock and a hard place. It's kind of, once you're on the academic probation thing, it's easy to get kicked back out again for, you know, permanently so I picked the thing I was naturally good at, which was computer science.
0: No kidding. And so, you know, when you were off for that year doing community college and that, what was the wake up for you? I mean, how did you get this? I mean, did you seek help? Did you get, I mean, we don't get to get too personal there. But I mean, mm-hmm. what was it that got you to turn to get <laughs> enough? Was it a kick in the ass from
1: your dad? I mean, what was it that oh. got you to turn? That's funny. I I had forgotten all about this. Bring it all back around. So my dad, my dad had just started his new business um, about the time I had gotten kicked out. And uh, he's in the exterminating business. Oh, no. (laughs) And uh, one of the things exterminators do is they they crawl under your house and they drill holes in the concrete blocks under your house so that they can spray chemicals that will keep termites from eating your house, you know, 20 years in the future. And so I helped my dad one day crawl under a house and use a you know 10-pound hammer drill, laying on my back in this uh, crawl space, uh, drilling holes in concrete blocks. And that was all it took. That was it. That was the motivation saying, wait a second. I think I do need to
0: get a little motivated here. So that's the motivation. Hey, you know what? Different things motivate different people. There are some people who probably love that life who would say, man, I would love to be under the house right now. This is so stressful, but that's not you and it's not Steve. So I'm with you. So that's the motivation (laughs) that got you going and it turned you. And and what's so cool to me is that most people would have given up, Josh. Most people would have said, you know what? I'm going to go flip burgers, right? That's what they would have done.
1: Yeah. So uh, William & Mary um, is something like 400 years old. Three or four hundred years old, and um, I think that I'm the only student in the history of William Mary that was expelled for academic reasons. Who also got uh, later on the dean's list. Whoa, so
0: that's a pretty good legacy. I mean, you're on a you're on a wall, you're on a chart somewhere. Most people don't make it to any chart. So even though that might have not been the best one, the second one, the that's second, much. yeah, no. that's pretty good. Okay, so you yeah. decide computer science. Did it? Did you notice it flow when you got back in? I mean, did you have like, I mean, obviously the extermination motivation was definitely there, but did it, did things click for you? Because let's face it, you're a year or almost two years older at that point too.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I knew, I knew um, what to watch out for if I started getting, you know, depressed in the, in the winter and I got some, you know, medication to help with that. And then it was really a struggle for survival because I had some very tough um, bars to hit to keep to keep. Oh in yeah. you the, had a target on
0: your back. Yeah, you you everybody else can kind of coast now. If you coasted, you're out, right? There's yeah. No, if I no had person. had like a,
1: a D plus GPA when I got when I had to leave getting that up to uh, whatever they make you get it to a C plus or something like that. But mine was more like an F minus. So, Uh. (laughs) (laughs) so it was, uh, it was really tied the number of the number of classes I had to take and the grades I had to get, but, uh, I ended up getting straight A's one semester, made the made the Dean's list. I, I, I don't have a very, my GPA mathematically never got, um, very high, but, um, you know, I got, um, I got A's and B's for the rest of my college, and yeah, at some point it started clicking, and i fit, you know by the end of by the end of college or senior year, you feel like you've really got it figured out it's it's easy street at that point but um took a little bit of adjustment and uh took a little bit of um grit to get through the the first few semesters back um but yeah,
0: how about work ethic? I mean, you know, to to as you said, you were an F minus. To pull it up to even a C would have been an enormous task, right? Or or even to bring it to a D, to bring it to a C is an enormous task, and then to get it to A's and B's. So that's a work ethic issue, right? Because it's not. We already decided you weren't dumb, so it had to be just effort, right? Worth that work ethic, consistency, process, and all that kind of jazz. Is that is that where you got to that place where? Boom. And and quite frankly, I guess I can say yes, because then I can see you going forward and doing all these other things. I'm thinking to myself, how does he do all this stuff? Well, this this obviously had to be a big piece of it.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it is um, what I'm interested in. You know, I have a really hard time working on stuff that I'm not interested in. And – um but when it's something I'm interested in, you know, I can, I can almost get to like a workaholic, you know, level. I I like to, uh, I like to get certain kinds of things done and, uh, and doing lawn care in Virginia in the summer, you know, you learn how to work. (laughs) It's, it's hot, you know, it's hot (laughs) and, uh, all day long. So, so yeah, I, I love between the, doing the lawn care every summer for, for several years and, um, and then being in a rock and a hard place where I had to dig myself out of a big hole, you know, really have to, um, I really had to work hard to, to make it back through and, and graduate. So,
0: but there's a lesson, right, that it can be done. And so I just think that that's something everybody should hear is that no, no, I mean, let's face it, Josh was, in a really bad place. I mean, it was over, and yet you were able to pull it around. You were like, okay, let's let's get motivated. Um, and maybe everybody needs, who's in that position, needs to go under a house and drill a hole and realize that there's more to life. So, okay, all right. So you decide some point. Um, you get you get into the workforce. At what point do you decide to create a, a side hustle? Um, you're saying you're not you're not busy enough. You want to do a little side hustle and sell some stuff. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, so that was that was several years later um, after I, my first job was in D.C. as a uh, call it a business systems analyst It's kind of the person that goes to the sales meetings and then uh, maybe it does the technical explanation, you know, the tech demo and stuff like that. And then the person that deals with the client trying to figure out what they actually want to happen. And then I would uh, know enough about technology to bring that back to the software development team. And explain. So I was kind of I had my feet. Interesting, right? I hadn't really thought about that. But I was a computer person that was in business. I was the business systems analyst. So
0: Ooh, nice. I, I,
1: I straddled that line. That's the they called you know the nerd interpreter basically. Yeah,
0: because you could speak the language of the nerds, and yet you can charm the business people and and speak <laughs> enough to make them feel comfortable. You know. But here's here's the little laugh you get is now that you're in the business world, you can laugh back at that business school degree and like, ha, huh, I didn't need it because I had that skill set. Because quite honestly, most of those guys are very good salespeople, right? Because you have to exude a confidence to be able to let those people know, yeah, we could do this, we could do this. And then you got to go back and beg these guys, we got to do this, we got to figure this out, right? And so that's yeah. a sales thing. So that's a, that's a pretty cool thing. Um, okay, so so you were doing that. And yep. in DC, that's not too far from where you're at. And what were you thinking?
1: Oh, up there? Um, I, I, li- I like that job a lot. I got put in a situation where I got stuck in a, uh, a government office that, yeah. that was, was really, really dreary. Mm. It was the worst. And uh, I decided that uh, if I did a really good job, you know, my, my reward would be I get to stay in that dreary government office longer. And so I ended up leaving. Well, those uh, people,
0: just so you know, that you worked with, they're still there. The same people are still there in the same desk. They haven't upgraded. They might have got them new chairs. That's probably true.
1: Yeah. So it just, is it just, you know, at first it was great because where I was working in the, the main office and the software team was there and I liked hanging out with them and stuff. But then uh, they, they wanted me on site at this uh, particular agency and it just wasn't a very, what you know, it's not where I wanted to be at all. And at the time I was unencumbered so I didn't have to stay. Um, ended up uh, coming back to the Hampton Roads, Norfolk, Virginia area, which is my home. And um, we'll say long story short, getting into eBay, uh, I have an aunt and uncle. They, um, uh, my uncle had gotten laid off. They had been doing eBay part time, um, you know, just to make extra money. And uh, when he got laid off, they decided to try eBay full time. And, um, and they're still doing eBay full time today, but he, um, he really got me into it. My uncle really got me into it. He's like, Hey, you gotta, you know, check out all this stuff. You know, we're, we're buying this in the thrift store and we're buying it for a nickel and selling it for $30. And, um, there was some, uh, some stuff I do with, uh, vintage video games, and electronics that, um, we figured out was there's a market for this particular thing. And so I really started doing that. And then I started doing, um, thrift stores. And I, you know, I found a couple of those like Holy grail things where you, you buy it for 20 bucks and sell it for a thousand. And that's really a, different, that's a, that's a super, uh, you know, that's amazing. Oh you know. yeah.
0: It's a high. I mean, it's a, you know, the thrill of the hunt, right. As they say, right. The thrill. And it is exciting. Especially when you're good at it, especially when you have that technical skill and then you realize that there's a market and then you almost, you know, you're almost an artist when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I know that sounds so weird and I don't mean to downplay somebody who's got, you know, who can paint, but there is an art to that stuff. Um, You can be as technical with the data as you want, but there's still an art, right? There's still an eye that not everybody has. And so if you have that, that's a skill and that's a very rewarding thing when it goes right.
1: doesn't always go right, does it? Not always, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so you you're selling, and are you and you're working locally back in and in, uh, in your area now?
1: Yeah, so I, I've, I've kept my my day job. I've got uh, a wife and kids, and need health insurance, and and at one time I I really was um, you know thinking about like how could I make this full time. Um, and so we, we really tried at it and, um, did really well, actually my first year we, we were hustling. My wife, uh, got into it with me. She started, she was really into these, uh, Korean beauty products. There's a, there's kind of a fad going, going on with uh, Korean, uh, face, uh, you know, face creams for women and, and things like that. I have that. no idea what you're talking about. Me, no. me neither. <laughs> me neither, to be honest with you. But anyway, she was really into it. And, uh, I started, you know, looking into FBA and stuff like that. I had kind of experimented, played around with some retail arbitrage, I had the scanner app on my, my phone. And we were sending stuff into uh, Amazon FBA and then we started uh, actually importing uh, beauty products from Korea and then and selling those. And so and I was doing still doing the thrifting, still doing the uh, video game electronics types, you know, custom stuff and um, experiment a little bit with like a private label um, in, in an electronics niche that I'm I'm familiar with. So we were doing the whole nine yards.
0: Yeah, you really went knee deep. And you got little kids. Yeah, so we had little kids. That's Ended not up, easy.
1: But I, I always thought it was interesting, you know, because not everybody can can do eBay full-time or Amazon full-time um, for for whatever various reasons. But, you know, the, ex- the side income, the extra income that I was able to get, you know, just working – um, you know, a couple hours at night, you know, shipping orders, things like that. And then uh, on the weekends, I'd go hit some thrift stores and uh, stuff like that. And it was, you know, a significant amount of money um, in our budget, which is always helpful.
0: Yeah, it's always helpful. You know, thinking back to when you were the lawn business, right, you would have, you had to trade time for money other, other than hiring other people, period. That was it. You were trading time for money. The difference with eBay and Amazon is you know, it's not one for one, right? Either, neither one of them. I mean, because eBay, you can list a lot of items and yes, you got to do the work and then you got to ship them, right? However, you know, there's a lot of times that it just sells on its own. Amazon FBA is even better, right? Because you don't, you just buy, send it in and then set it and forget it, kind of. I mean, obviously it's not quite as simple as that as opposed sure. to that trading time for money. So there is there is something there. So, yeah. so why didn't you go full-time? Because I think that's interesting. Why, I mean, is it the point... You know, thinking back or about this, let me ask it this way. Back when you weren't you weren't encumbered, I don't know if that was the word you use, but mm-hmm. but it's it's a fair word, where you didn't have the responsibilities of being a dad and being a husband and that kind of thing. If that was a different situation, do you think you would have pulled the trigger and went
1: full time? Do you think about that? Hmm. well it's that's a hard one because you're it's, it's a long yeah of time. no
0: and it's not a, and I'm not saying that it's you know be, these these kids cause me not to go. I don't mean it in a negative way. I just mean well, it let's, that let's just say if I if I only
1: needed to make uh, you know half or something of what I, I'm able to make in my full-time job, then uh, I think I would do I think I would hundred percent do it if if, uh, if I could afford that kind of pay cut um, you know because because making making a living, uh, on eBay, I think it's super doable, but, um, I have, I just, for, you know, different reasons have, have uh, really high, you know, kind of medical expenses and things like that. So f- for me, it's not, it's not doable right now, but if I was single and, uh, you know, healthy and, and I didn't need, need to make, uh, you know, six figures or anything like that. Um, yeah, I think, Easily. I think easily just the you know, it's fun and it's rewarding and um it's free, you know. Yeah, you know, it really is. It's you're not stuck in an office all day. I don't really enjoy that.
0: (laughs) Think back to that government office or think under that house. Those two things both would keep me motivated to stay focused. I agree with that. Okay, so when did you decide to start creating products for yourself? Because, you know, at this point you're selling on eBay, you're selling on Amazon. What how did these, how do you come up with something to fix a problem? A, I mean, what, what's the mindset for this kind of stuff?
1: Okay, so I think we're going to talk about Flipper Tools now.
0: Yeah, sure. we could talk about Flipper Tools. It's FlipperTools.com, and this is uh, Joshua's site, and he does things, a whole bunch of eBay stuff and Etsy stuff and just just different things that it seems to me that you must have had a problem and you're like, huh, I can fix that or figure it out because I'm not getting the answer from somewhere else. Is that kind of where the mindset goes?
1: yeah definitely so the the problem that I was having when i was when I first started selling on eBay was with with shipping and what and what would happen is I'd sell something and then I'd pack it up and I'd get ready to ship it and then after the fact, I'd realize like, hey, if I had used this other box, maybe a regional rate box or a flat rate box yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah if if I had used that I would say I would have saved five bucks. And then I'm in a you know I've got this uh, conundrum. Do I spend the time and effort to cut this package? I just spent a lot of time you know taping it up. Do I cut this all apart and go get another box and redo it? Is it worth is five dollars worth the amount of time and effort? And, and and then it's sort of painful. It's kind of a painful experience. Going eh, I don't know, um, you know. Uh, and so, being a software developer, I thought maybe I can make like a calculator that I could put in the dimensions of the item and the weight. Uh, and the zip codes. and it would tell me which which of these you know twenty different boxes that I have as options that I should use. And that's what I did. I made a little uh, program, actually used Microsoft Excel to to make it. and um, <laughs> and that's what I use. So every time I went to ship a package, I'd get my tape measure out and I'd measure it and punch in the numbers, and then it would tell me. And then that saved me so much time because then I wasn't hunting around for a box that, you know, does this box fit? And you got to put it together and stick it in. Oh, no, it's a little tight. You know, how about this one? And, um, and, then, which, and then trying to figure out which of those is going to be the, the cheapest option. So my little Excel tool um, was what I was using. And then I thought, well... You know, I think other people might find this useful and I wanted a little project building um, some web apps and I thought this would be a great uh, little web app that I could make and other people could use it. And so that's when I started the website Flipper Tools. That's just the domain name that I thought would be relevant and I thought maybe I'll add some more, more than just this one shipping calculator later. And um, I put FlipperTools.com online and I put the Fit Shipper shipping calculator on there. And then I started going from there.
0: You know, you're back to being a seven-year-old there. You know, that's what it sounded like to me. Somebody who's like, I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I mean, that's what it sounded like to me is somebody who clearly enjoys what he's doing, who loves the tinkering. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it, to me, it's very cool. A, you got the skill set to do that, but it, it just, it's, it's the tinkering, right? When you think about that, I mean, and most people are like, ah, oh, you save a little bit of money because this conundrum still exists for most sellers. Anybody who does their own shipping, this conundrum exists. Um, uh, we're, here's a relevant conversation. We're, uh, we were just met with our UPS rep this past week because we're, we're going to do some seller for the prime out of our place. And the contract rate is unbelievably different than regular UPS ground rates, right? I mean, we're talking material differences, mm-hmm. but it depends on the size of the item. You know, it's like you're expecting, oh, this rate's going to be good for everything. Well, no, once it hits this oversize, what's that oversize? Nobody makes it easy for you to understand that. So it's like get all excited and then it's like, oh, no, that's not going to work. And so it's so frustrating, this stuff. But that five bucks, that's material. You know, especially we shipped a couple thousand items out of our warehouse last year. So five dollars scaled. I mean, even a dollar savings, you know, at a couple thousand items, that's material. That's profit. Because it's not like it goes anywhere, right? You're paying a third party. So if that went to your bottom line, that's an enormous opportunity. And then, like you said, the duplicate labor when you realize it. Because I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me where I realized, wait a second, that box is, oh, now i got to change it. And then it's uh, open up. And for me, I will open it. I will take that because it makes me mentally crazy. And that's terribly inefficient. I mean, it's (laughs) stupid, right? Sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's hard on your psyche to, to, to go... Uh, all I have to do is cut this apart and redo it and, and uh <laughs> there's money back in my pocket but then then it hurts you too because you realize you're wasting time so uh it's not it's not a it's not a pleasant uh pleasant feeling psychologically um to have to make decisions that you know if you if you had uh had a tool like the one I made you, you wouldn't even have gotten there so
0: and so so on Fli- flipper tools down you go into the shipping section down below and fit shipper is that a service that you sell is the app how much do I have to pay for it? How much do I pay you? How does that work?
1: Okay, so this used to be simpler, now it's slightly more complicated. Flipper Tools is a free website. Um, I just do it as a fun hobby. All of the tools on flippertools.com are just free. Okay, um, you know,
0: let's just go through them real quick. I just want to make sure people... I didn't even know Ruby Lane still existed. That's crazy to me. I, never, I haven't seen that name in a long, long time. So Ruby Lane price, you can do price research. Uh, Etsy is on here too. and one of Because it's hard to find sold prices on Etsy. And so you have those opportunities. Um, eBay, best offer selling price, which now they hide... This allows you to figure out what it actually sold for and see the bids, which I think is a big deal. Never heard of first dibs. Uh, never once in my life have ever heard of first. They're dibs.
1: They're like a, like a real high end uh, stuff for collectors and design designers. Kind of uh, interior decorators might use it to shop. Yeah, but, hence uh, the
0: reason Steve's never heard of it. Um, yeah. The eBay I do use your YouTube eBay uh, listing HTML created. So you basically go out to um, and I got this from. Um, oh, who did I get it from? Um, uh, Garage Flips, Uh, Lonnie. Lonnie Honeycutt. Um, And Lonnie mentioned it. This was a while back, and, and it was basically you go out and you create a YouTube video. So you create a second YouTube channel and you just don't publish these photos or these videos. And you do a video of, so if you're selling a VCR, for example, you show it working or a video game. That's even a good one. And then um, you just go take that HTML or take the uh, URL, pop it in here. You pop out some code. It takes about six seconds. You copy it with this little copy button, go in and post it right in the ad. So the ad stays because eBay doesn't want you going off their site, correct? That's hence the reason they did away with the ability to put in a YouTube video? Uh,
1: in that case, they, um, they they don't want any active code running inside of the listings because it's a security problem. Okay. Uh, there's, there's different security um, issues with it. So unfortunately, that also broke the YouTube player, the embedded player, because it's actually um, got active, you know, co- JavaScript content built into it. So it, not that they don't want you to go to YouTube. That's actually allowed. You're allowed to link to certain, you know, you can't link back to your own website where they think you'll try to steal the sale from them. They won't get the commission, but there's a, you know, there's a list of approved things you're allowed to do. And one of them is to link to a video that uh, demonstrates your product. As long as there's no contact info, like you can't put your phone number at the bottom of that video. And so people buy offsite. So, um, Previously, that that tool would give you the embedded code. Um, then when the uh, change was made in, I think, 2017 for active content, mm-hmm. um, I had to modify it. So basically what it does now is it, it looks like an embedded YouTube player, but it's actually just a link. And if the uh, potential buyer clicks on the link, uh, YouTube will open up in another tab and uh, they'll be able to watch that video. So it's just kind of, uh, you know... Things so that people know that it's a video and they know kind of know what's going to happen when they click on it. Could you use that
0: content? Could you use that same tool to put uh, videos into other uh, websites and things like that?
1: Yeah, I think theoretically it okay. should work. It should work. Okay,
0: yeah. cool, very cool. So if somebody's looking for that resource, again, it's free um, and it's very cool. And there's a couple other things on there. Okay, so all that other stuff is out there, and there's a lot of value and um, more coming soon. It says. But this whole section on shipping, I mean, I think there's it's very interesting that these there there's a smart shipping calculator. There's fit shipper for listing. Don't know where your item's going. You want to know what to charge to build in. And I think that's a powerful one because, again, my UPS example, we price it for California, Chicago, and local. And yep. night and day difference. I mean, if you don't know it. And so – in the old days, when we did free shipping way back in the day, it wasn't a big deal because the post office, it was cheap. You know, sending something to California wasn't that different than sending it local. Now, it it's sometimes almost double. And if you have ne- if you don't have that figured out and you don't price that in, there's your margin, right? And so this gives you the ability to do that. And then you help with the zones and stuff like that. Okay, so so walk me through. You said it's different now. So it used to be free, and now is there a charge? Tell me how that works.
1: No, no. No, it's always been free. It will always be free. Flipper tools.
0: Okay. Fit shipper though.
1: Okay, so here's the confusing part. Um, the first thing I ever made for the site was called uh, Fit Shipper. And it's a shipping calculator that uh, focuses on the size of the item and finding the box. And you need to know which zip codes, you know, where you are and where it's going to go. And then it tells you the best price with the best box. Based on the size of the item, and it's kind of smart and knows it knows like uh, this size thing won't fit in this box, and it will fit in that. It can even tell you if it'll fit into a padded flat rate envelope. Then people said, "Well, that's great, but um, you know, when I'm listing, I don't know where it's going to go, so this tool isn't very helpful." So I said, "Okay, that you know, you're right. It isn't that helpful if you don't know where it's going to go." So I made another calculator called Fit Shipper for listing. And what it does is it figures out all of the prices that it could possibly be no matter where it's going to go. So it actually does about 30 different price lookups for UPS, FedEx, USPS to all nine postal zones. And it does that all in about you know two seconds.
0: Yeah, I just did. Uh, I just did one just for demonstration. So I used one. I put in to go from here to nine hundred two one zero because that's the only California zip code I could ever possibly remember, right? Um, mm. And uh, put in put in that. It automatically said its zone eight, which I wouldn't have known, but now I could go look at the zones and it would tell me. Put in my dimensions, blah blah blah, and it popped up. It I clicked on it and hit it in a second. Boom, and it says immediately. Um, UPS USPS Parcel Select Ground Custom Box ten dollars and seventy nine cents. You'll save two dollars and thirty three cents saving this with Fit Shipper labels. Okay, so that's that's where the place. I think this is how you make money. Correct. So at that place, I don't know what what eBay would give me a discount, but in the past, okay. Let me. I'm gonna make a little commercial for you here. Mm-hmm. In the old days, I used to get unbelievable shipping rates because we had top rated seller and we had all these different things, right? Mm -hmm. However, because I have extended handling times because I refuse to put myself in a box to ship the same day. I ship seven days a week, almost always the same day. However, I need flexibility for travel. So I put five days on it and they're always like, that's too long. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, but I'm not changing it, right? For our world, that's works for us. So I lost a lot of those discounts. And it's a challenge uh, because now all of a sudden those discounts, which used to cover my eBay fees, gone away. Mm -hmm. So this brings it back. Fair? Is that kind of the, the right way to say it?
1: Yeah. So when um, so Flipper Tools has those two shipping cap free shipping calculators called Fit Shipper, and over the years of uh, working on them, developing them, doing research, I've learned more about shipping than anybody really should know. And uh, you <laughs> you're know. a nerd. Well, you're a nerd. We've already decided that. Seven years yeah. old. You you're yeah. destined to be a nerd. Yeah. So so in all of my uh, different research, I found a way to get. Some rates some sh- on priority mail that aren't normally available, espe- especially at the time. Um, it's a it's a kind of rate called cubic uh, priority rate, and I found a way uh, to to be able to offer that to regular mom and pop, everyday kinds of people versus um, only companies that were shipping like fifty thousand packages a year were able to get those rates um, historically, and so. Um I saw I found that and I was like wow you know I could really um I could really help out some people like my aunt and uncle to be able to offer these really dis- uh, you know it's situational but uh, there's some really steep discounts available um if you, if you're happen to ship in the right you know parameters we'll talk about that I guess what those are but anyway um And so I had this idea that I could create a a shipping label service that would give um, regular folks these really um, high discounts that are usually only for big businesses, and that's how I got the idea to start my my business, which is FitShipper Labels.
0: And so, so walk me through. Well, walk me through how that works because it's it's it basically it's you said fifty thousand items. So are you getting a volume discount? And therefore, that's how you make your money. So you share that discount with me as long as I run my packages through you. Is that kind of how it works?
1: So how it how it works is um, there is a um, sh- uh, USPS vendor that um, that has a has an arrangement with USPS.
0: Uh, okay, okay, I get it. Go ahead. Yep, I get yeah, it. Yeah.
1: So 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 without having to have you know um, a giant. A giant corporation and um, be able to negotiate with USPS and stuff like that I found a company that I could partner with and they're they're the ones providing the actual you know when you buy the shipping labels you're buying them from them or buying them through them you know. And um, they're the ones that are able to get, offer that, that discount. So w- what they don't have, though, is a way for regular people to print a shipping label. They don't have an interface. Their service is designed for companies that want to develop their own logistics system and that you need a software developer to write you a custom interface. So what I've done is I've written a custom interface that is designed for uh, eBay sellers, online sellers.
0: Ah, okay. So so you can, uh, you, that's, that's really your secret sauce is you're the one who who has that interface for us and says, okay, hey, here's what you get. Um, I can talk to this other, you're talking nerd talk again. You're back to, I mean, dude, have you, have you thought about this for a second? I mean, this is like the, the clouds open up for me. You're back to being that business person talking that nerd, nerd uh, the nerd whisperer. That's what you are. You're back talking to the customer, right? And you figured out a way to talk to that shipping right. company. You really, really are.
1: You're back to being a nerd whisperer.
0: That's what you are. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, pretty so, cool.
1: So, yeah. So um, And that's how a lot of these, um, you know, there's a lot of other shipping label services online. Um, unless unless they're stamps.com, unless they're Andissia, um, most of those are actually using one of those other companies as the label provider. There's sort of like a historic, um, uh, what is it, a panoply uh, on uh, shipping labels. It started with um, Stamps.com and Indicia. They've actually merged and bought up everybody else and stuff like that. So, generally speaking, you know, when you're buying shipping labels online, you're buying them through like one of three, three or four companies.
0: And they're aggregators. I mean, basically, they're they're just aggregators, and they're they're taking that bulk, getting that discount, and doing it. And you found a way to find a third party without all the hassle, without because I I used to have Indesha. and I, I I called it Indesha. I don't know if that's right, but they used to be great, and then they merged with Stamps.com, and now they're the bureaucracy, and I dropped them because I, you go nowhere. I mean, it knows no, no uh, customer service, and you had to pay that monthly fee, and I paid it for ten plus years. Right, mm-hmm. And then when I needed help, they weren't there for me. So that was enough for me to say no. And so you've taken away the need to do that. And I think it's very, very cool. The, the other thing that's very cool is you don't just offer one option that says the best price. You can click on more and you can actually see the other opportunities. Because sometimes it doesn't make sense, right? Sometimes it just it doesn't work. Um, but in this scenario, you give, my God, I'm looking at, I don't know, how many, 30? I don't know. The list went way down to the bottom. So almost thirty options that you show pretty much every possible way that you can ship this thing. Um, so it's very cool. Uh, very, again, you're the nerd whisperer. You took your skill set, converted what is technical for me to talk to that company, and you made it so I can understand it. And I think you're back to that business. Was it business systems analyst? Was that the term?
1: Yeah, business systems analyst. So, there you go. That's a, that's so, a
0: skill set that you brought forward.
1: So just just to clarify everything. Um, FitShipper labels is a is a paid service mm-hmm. um, at it's at fitshipper.com.
0: Okay, so let me go to fitshipper.com because I want to look at that. So it's a paid service. So in addition to buying my postage through there, I pay you a, a fee too. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, there's um, a monthly uh, fee. It starts at five dollars a month. Okay, that's not really a big fee. And, no, and the website, I, I, won't, I wanted to keep it affordable for you know, like I said, kind of, kind of folks like my aunt and uncle.
0: And that website again is what now?
1: www.fitshipper.com. Okay.
0: Okay. And so there for a small fee, you join and then you get the ability to access these prices, these better prices. And when, let me ask this question. And when I, when I use your calculator and I have a Fit Shipper account, does it automatically link the two together and take me right through it?
1: not not right now it doesn't or um, do
0: i just go to FitShipper and then just that does the calculator there
1: yeah the, okay the inside of uh the fit Shipper service there's a okay. there's a calculator
0: does it link up with any of the uh uh of the uh of the systems um you know does it link up with ebay or amazon or etsy or any of the other systems
1: mm-hmm. uh, currently it links with ebay okay and uh in the in the future I don't want to say the near future, but uh, as soon as I possibly can, it'll, it'll start linking up with Etsy and Amazon and, and maybe a few others. Uh, currently, it, it does eBay. Okay. Any idea
0: of what kind of savings people have seen? Um, you know, have you have any anecdotal evidence of how much money people have seen in savings.
1: Yeah. So if you are not a top rated seller.
0: Which 99% of people are not anymore
1: yeah mo they're not they used to be
0: but the rules keep changing right you know 30 Mm. day returns you know it used to be 15 day 30 now i think it's going to 60 so i think this is really important for a lot of people right now
1: if you are not a top rated seller then you get at least three percent discount on priority mail um except for regional rate there's always an exception to some rule right with shipping there's there's just too many uh possibilities, but with a flat rate and regular rate, um, priority, if you're not a top rated seller, you'll instantly get 3% off those.
0: Okay. So, so if you're not a top rated AM or eBay, it's just the same cost, right? It's the post office cost. Correct. If I, if I bought shipping on eBay, mm-hmm. it's basically the same cost, right? There's no discount.
1: There are, um, there are three, uh, price tiers with, um, USPS the The first one's retail, and that's what you would pay if you took it to the post office okay. or, or you bought it on uh, Click and Ship USPS.com uh, Click and Ship, that's retail. Nobody should be paying retail. If you're selling online, I don't care if you sell five things a month, you shouldn't be paying retail. Um, the next is called the next level discount is called commercial base rate, and that's the rate you get from. Anybody online. So if you ship through um, Stamps.com, if you ship through eBay, and you're not top-rated seller, if you ship through Etsy, if you ship through um, PayPal, you get commercial base rate. So they're discounted
0: versus retail, but not necessarily materially discounted.
1: Well, the, the discount between retail and commercial base rate is I would I would consider it material. You would. It's it's a significant uh, discount. That's why no one should be paying retail. That's only for you know grandma needs to ship her package once a year to the grandkids for Christmas. That's so. Know.
0: So let's pause here for a second because I think this is you know this is the AT and T phone that people leased for fifty years in their house and they never realized they were paying for that phone every month for the twenty or thirty or forty years. And it, no exaggeration, that really happened. Yeah. Um, there are people that go and stand in line at the post office. And buy their shipping there. So if they are doing that, all they can... I mean, they should buy it through eBay or, like you said, through PayPal. And without without joining a service, they don't even have to pay you the five bucks. Right. And immediately, they're going to save money. Immediately. Period. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, so uh, if anybody's doing that today, please stop. I mean, he's yeah. giving you a simple example. And it's more than your hourly rate, especially if you're shipping five packages. You could save several. As, as uh, Josh just said, it's material. So investigate, you know. Go do it at the counter and then go do it on PayPal and see how much you save and then multiply it by your package. Okay. All right. So I get that now. You got me caught up on that. So that's just standard commercial rate that everybody gets. There's no without like you said, without the bonus of top rated, everybody gets
1: the same rate. Okay. Then there's a third level. Yeah, the third level is called commercial plus rates. And commercial plus rates are what you would get if you were an eBay top rated seller or if you use uh, one of the shipping label services that offer that discount without uh, a minimum volume.
0: Okay, and so that's the one where you have to have a minimum volume, or you have to hit this <coughs> minimum volume. However, there are aggregators, eBay is an aggregator, they get that benefit. I'm just, Amazon gets it, doesn't give it to you, but um, mm-hmm. they, they probably keep the difference, right? Um, so, so there is a way to do that,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Um, so go ahead, you want right. to say something? There's just a little bit of noise online, but yeah, so there used to be um, there used to be a commercial plus discount on first class packages mm-hmm. and and that wasn't very nice, but um, USPS eliminated that discount a few years ago. So now there is only really a commercial plus discount on priority mail. and the difference between commercial plus and base rates on across the board for uh, priority mail is three percent.
0: Okay, so three percent. So if it's going to be ten dollars, oh, it's usually ten sixty five. Whatever, it's going to be nine seventy, right? So you're going to save that little bit, but it's going to save that um, times the volume of packages you have.
1: Yep. So if you are a top rated seller, you get that through eBay, or if you use a service like FitShipper labels, you also get that discount.
0: Well, one of the one of the challenges, and this is what they it's I call them negative incentives. We used to do to our sales reps. Hey, you know, Josh. We're going to take back your commission if we don't get paid in 90 days. So we would pressure you, right? That was the negative incentive. Um, you're going to lose your commission. And I used to go and say, look, Josh, I don't like to take this money back. You work so hard on it. Go collect this money, right? And it was, the, it was always this negative thing. Um, top-rated seller used to be that way. They'd be like, hey, if you do this, you can stay. The goal was to keep people, you know, the best of the best, rise to the top. They get a benefit for doing it, being, you know, best of class now what they've done is basically said everybody must meet this standard i get where they're going and i'm not putting them down for that but you know we've created these businesses and we've designed our lives around these businesses. And sometimes it just doesn't work. You know, for, for those of us who are small single businesses who don't want employees, you know, for, I don't want to close my store because when I do it drastically affects my sales to get it back into their algorithm. So therefore I put extended handling time so I can disappear for a weekend and mm. not have to fit that right. That works for me. That model was good enough for all those years now, I know I lose out on sales because of it, right? Because you're saying, hey, if I buy from Josh and I'm going to get it in three days, if I buy from Steve, it says I'm not going to get it for eight days. Okay. So there's the, there's already the the your best of class, so therefore you should get. Now they put these standards up there where everybody must meet these standards to get to that. And so some of us are just saying, sorry, I'm not going to do it, right? I just don't want to participate. Mm. And then I lose that benefit. Yeah. But I used to worry about losing that benefit. But now with these other options, I'm like, okay, sorry, I didn't get my top rated. I'm okay with that. And, yeah, I'm probably losing sales because of it. But for my life right now, I can't afford to give up that time. So you're giving options to it. It's very cool. I mean, it, it it's very, very cool.
1: Um, so that's the, the, the minute you asked me what the savings would be like. So th- those are the minimum savings. Mm-hmm. On on priority, so there's no savings on first class um, package. Nobody can give you better rates on that than uh, the standard base rates, and then you're going to get the plus rates, which are three percent off priority. Uh, there is though another discount. <coughs> it's still considered commercial plus, but it's a special um, rate that most people until um, very recently had never heard of. Because it wasn't something you could actually even get. Uh, you couldn't get it through eBay. You couldn't get it through anybody really without having that fifty thousand packages per year volume. And that was what caught my eye when I was doing my research on this. Um, this is the secret. This, yeah, this this was the oh wow people people can will really be able to use this. It's called. Cubic priority rate. So people know that there's a regular by weight, there's a flat rate, there's a, a regional rate uh, that people are confused about usually, but those are the ones people know they've heard of. But there's this other one, this fourth option called cubic rate. And cubic rate um, is the price is based on how far it's going to go and the size of the package without regard to the weight of the package. So if you're selling something that's kind of dense, it's kind of small, kind of heavier. Then the savings can be pretty extraordinary.
0: Um, g- give me an example. Extraordinary is a very broad term; uh, it's all relative, I guess, for people. Mm-hmm. But w- what kind of discounts do you see?
1: The if you calculate it out with the maximum dis- it's over seventy percent off of the regular priority <laughs> rate. Um, that's without kind of shipping a, fifty thousand items. <laughs> without, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of uh, an extreme example. That would be like if you were if you were shipping. Um, uh, bullion or you know like uh penny if you're shipping pennies or quarters or something super heavy super dense um, and you were shipping it to like zone nine like some island somewhere in the pacific you would see over like 70 percent discount no
0: kidding uh,
1: but let's talk about some more realistic <laughs> some more realistic examples let's say i don't know you sell shoes um, i do you sell, you sell shoes without the original box okay do you
0: no, I, okay. I, 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 sometimes I don't generally, I keep them in the box, but, uh, mm-hmm. just because I have wholesale, but, but I have sold shoes without the box.
1: Okay. So let's say you're a, you know, you're a thrifter and you found some really nice men's dress shoes at the thrift store and you, you sell them and you want to ship them. So, uh, men's dress shoes are going to weigh a little over two pounds, maybe, maybe three pounds. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so um, you can then you can then ship those a couple different ways. You could uh, you know probably can't fit them into a padded flat rate envelope. Or if you could, you wouldn't want to because they're dress shoes and they would get crushed. Um, so you've got a couple options. If they were smaller shoes, maybe you could fit them into a regional A box, but probably not with men's dress shoes. But so you're gonna end up shipping them by by weight, um, mo- most likely the three pound regular priority rate. But um, if you um, ship them in a box that is um, if you use that priority shoe box, that free box you're allowed to use, um, it's not a flat rate, it's just a regular box. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you can fit your shoes in that and then cut about an inch and a half off the, off the length of it, um, that ships at something called cubic tier point oh, three or cubic tier three I just shorten it down to and you at that rate you end up you end up saving a dollar or two um, depending on where it's going to go.
0: And so when you're doing that and you're shipping you know, 20 or 30 of those packages a week, you're starting to talk material amounts of money. Again, this is pure profit. You've worked so hard to buy that product at the right price. Mm-hmm. Now you've got to try to ma- – you know, I was thinking about this before our call, and I think I mentioned it in our pre-call. I think of the e-myth. This is where – you know, somebody who's got a little maturity in their business, somebody who's got the sourcing down right, somebody who's got the listing process down right, somebody's got, this is where emith would tell you, you need to be working on your business, not in your business, because working on improving margins, right? If you could save a point, right? In that case, a dollar, if that represents 1%, because if you could find 10 ways to save that 1%, Think of it, that's 10%. I mean, it's material. You don't have to go out and add a whole bunch more products, Josh, mm-hmm. uh, To because of these things. This is working on your business, as that e would say. Love,
1: it, love, not, it, love not, it. Not only that, because not only are you you saving on your expenses, but you also have the ability then to lower your prices
0: Compa- yeah. Yeah. Compare, yeah. yeah.
1: Compared to your competitor, so you might be able to offer it a dollar cheaper if it's something you're competing on. If you're saving two dollars on shipping, you you could um, increase your profit by a dollar and undercut the the next guy by a dollar. So
0: it's very powerful. And and does it work really well if you're going to combine items? Can you get that complicated where you can combine items and get it down in that math?
1: Yeah. So I mean, if you um, basically it's all by the volume. So if you can find, um, a box that, you know, meets a certain size. Um, the uh, fit shipper calculator in the, um, the paid app and also the free one. And it'll just tell you like, okay, when you see that thing, it says, if you ship this with fit shipper labels, you'd save this much. That's what it, that's what it's doing. It's using the dimensions you put in and the weight and where it's going to go. And then if it's cheaper, it tells you.
0: And so, you know, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking this could be a way of sourcing, you know, when people are looking for that optimal, mm-hmm. you know, number, I mean, you could say, Hey, will that fit in that thing? Because then like you say, you could step up and pay a little bit more because it could be a fast turning on it. Cause you're going to save money on mm-hmm. the other end. I mean, it's a very cool, it's <clears throat> just a, again, it's a way of optimizing your business. And I think that's what a lot of people need to start doing. This is a big deal because here we are in July. Okay. Yeah. Q4 is coming. And so, I it's it's you're starting to see it more. I've noticed over the last several years, all of a sudden people are like, "Man, I got to do some merchant fulfilling too because I can't get this into Amazon's warehouse. I can't get it in. I have to figure this out." You know, they're all FBA. They're 100% FBA. But Mm -hmm. then they're like, "Wait a second, this is a hot toy. I've got to be first to market." because otherwise. And so they have to start figuring this stuff out. And to me, this is the opportunity to figure this stuff out. And again, and Steve doesn't benefit other than you having success people. I don't, Josh doesn't pay me a dime. I just love when you figure this stuff out because if you can bring a partner on like a FitShip label uh, or fitshipper.com, when you bring that partner on to help figure this stuff out for you so you don't have to become an expert that's where you're buying time, as Mitchell Lipow says. Buy time. There's the place to buy some time, and for five bucks, I'm buying time. I think this is a great service. It's a very cool thing. And again, I mean, did you ever think you'd have this much success with it? I mean, you've really, it's really taken off. I mean, did you ever feel like it was going to be this this thing in your mind?
1: I, I did. Um, I took about a year of thinking. I had this. Um, you know, I I knew had this knowledge that I could do this, and um, I sat on it for about a year, because it was a, a daunting thing to start a company from scratch. That um, you know, it's a very big technical project, and um, I knew it was going to be a lot of work, and so I didn't I didn't do it right away. But but one day I, I had woken up and I was kind of uh, getting getting going for the day, and I just like thought in my brain like. You know, how many people would I would need to sign up for this at, at the lowest price I can I could come up with to make like a material change in my you know n- maybe not replace my full time living, but um, to fill out it, that budget as you were
0: talking about before to help fill yeah, in it, that budget to make,
1: to make a real difference in my in my life and it wasn't very many um, it, it wouldn't take that many and you know the goal and and the other reason is because. If, if I'm only charging five dollars a month, I, I can give you um, this one example. It's on the FitShipper.com, you know, main site. There, it's something. There's a picture there of a box, and it's something I shipped. I sold on eBay. It was a box of VHS tapes, uh, twelve, a twelve pack of old VHS tapes. I don't know if you knew that, but there's a there's a market for those. They're hard to find, and um, to sh- and it ended up weighing seven pounds. Twelve VHS tapes and a little brick is is seven pounds. To ship that to California in a regular um, box would cost twenty-seven dollars, but with cubic rate, it's ten seventy-six. Oh my God. So that's so. so you wouldn't have bucks. bought
0: that, right? You wouldn't have bought that if you didn't know that, right? Because you would have said, oh, I'm going to make, and then you realize how much, or people aren't going to buy it from you when they see it's $27 a ship. I would
1: have had to wait for someone from uh, you know, this state to buy it from me. I, could, yeah. I couldn't have sold it to someone in California. So. so you
0: excluded one of the, well, the number one buying state in the country. I've done this math. Yeah. California is the number one e-commerce buying state in the country, yes. period. California, Texas, New York, or something like that's the order they go in.
1: And um, so you would have excluded the number one market. <laughs> Love it. So, 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 my point is if, if I can save $17 or is it, yeah, $17 on one shipping label, uh, or you could, but I'm only going to charge you five for the service, I feel like that's going to be a success.
0: <laughs> right. That's a, that's a pretty fair business model. Yeah. People will see the savings right away. Um, I, think, I think, again, You solved a problem. You figured something out. You're like, you're the nerd whisperer. You're like, hey, I can talk to these guys. I can figure out the technical side of this and put it in language that people can understand and present it. And therefore, I want to get compensated a little bit for it. And I just think it's very fair. And it's not, again, you're giving a tool to a group of us who might be excluded from it now because we've lost that status. Or on Amazon, they don't even offer it. You don't even get good rates on Amazon. They keep those... I'm sure they get discounts. You just don't see it. They must keep them. I, I don't know what happens. But if we, don't get those, we don't get the benefit of those. Yeah. And so therefore, um, this opportunity, if you're going to merchant fulfill, which you absolutely should consider this Q4. I mean, I, I've had friends that were standing in line back when Toys R Us was open, buying the hot toy and listing it for sale literally as they were standing there. And five minutes later, they're still in line saying, oh, already sold. That's and so, you know, mm-hmm. that's amazing when you have that hot toy because you have to get first to market or is a good example with Toys R Us closing. All that stuff went out into market. The people who are going to make the money right now on those hot toys were the first people. And then it's a, there's a low and there's a race to the bottom. And then if you hold on to it, it eventually will come back. So if you had an option, if you had the ability to do it. I just think it's powerful. And again, you know, this is my advice. Partner up with somebody you trust. And if this resonates with you, then you go to fitshipper.com. And again, I don't benefit other than you having success. And also, you've got to go to flippertools.com because I'm telling you, those tools are powerful. That YouTube video, if you're selling on eBay and you've got high-end stuff and you've got expensive stuff, videos make the difference. Lonnie Honeycutt's got me convinced that videos make the difference because people get to see it work. Nerds like you, Josh. Electronic nerds <laughs> like to know that something works. They want to see it because you could say, oh, yeah, that does what I want, or it doesn't. And mm. I just think it's such a powerful tool because it's so easy. I mean, it literally takes, I think it's two minutes, the whole process, all the way, including the video. I mean, the whole thing's all the way through. And so that's on flippertools.com. All right. So if somebody's interested they can go to fitshipper.com the information there to sign up if they're interested in this service they want to find out more if they want free advice go to flippertools.com and read all this stuff because there's tons of stuff in there there's a lot of information stuff that I didn't know that's available. What's next for Josh? I mean, what do you what do you what are you thinking? I see that you have other ideas. What 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 else do you, are you thinking? What are the problems are you thinking about solving?
1: Well, I'm I'm going to focus on on fitshipper labels um M- mainly i feel like that's the um the most you power- want to
0: build it out you want to build it out yeah I
1: want to get the Etsy and the Amazon integration so if you are a merchant you know fulfilled uh, or you want to do that for q4 that you'll it'll integrate directly and be able to you know download and upload the, the tracking like it does with eBay right now so I'm working really hard to uh, get get those um, integrations working and then uh, I do have, you know, I get uh, bored sometimes, so I always try to keep a couple little things on the side. Uh, right now, people are a lot of people are asking about uh, being able to cross list from uh, eBay to, say, Poshmark and Mercari, and so that's an idea that I'm, um, you know, it got got rolling around in the back of my mind. Don't know if I'll end up doing that. Um, the amount of effort to, and then whether or not people would want to pay for it or not um, and whether
0: those apps are going to last I mean that's the challenge right everybody's new to market so everything's hot and, but whether they're going to be able to sustain those business model has yet to be seen right uh, yeah. we'll say they're still using VC money so it'll be interesting to see when the VC money runs out are they going to be sustainable so for you to put a lot of energy and effort in um, that'd be tough I just saw one of the cross listing platforms just closed I forget who it was Um, literally this week I saw something that they are stopping their service and I'm like, Ooh, Uh, is it an MCF? I think it's auto MCF. I think that's the one that stopped. Mm. And I'm like, huh, you know, um, well it's real. I mean, these things are real. They take a lot of energy and effort and I'm assuming it takes a lot of energy and effort to keep it running. Right. I'm sure that's not just, you know, wave your wand in the unicorn dust and things work perfect. Right.
1: No, (laughs) no, 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 definitely not. Definitely doesn't work like that, uh, you know. People people have lots of questions, um, especially when they're when they've just signed up. They don't maybe they don't know how cubic uh, rate works, so I have to you know help people uh, learn about that. And then you know, day to day, sometimes there's bugs, sometimes there's glitches, sometimes it's eBay's fault, sometimes it's mine, stuff like that. So yeah, it's definitely a lot of work. Life happens. Life is gonna happen to everybody.
0: The world's not perfect because if it was, you know. I guess we wouldn't need to be even having this conversation because we'd all be sitting down by the equator somewhere sipping drinks uh, Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Um, If somebody has follow-up questions, they want more information, what's the best way to get in touch with you?
1: Uh, They could email me at josh at com. Josh at com.
0: Dude, I'm very, very impressed. I, I love the story. I mean, that's for me, that's what I love is a story. Again, to watch you weave your life, to hit that wall, Push through it and come out on the other side with a skill set that clearly, I'm telling you, this nerd whisperer thing has served you well, because you're doing it again. And you, don't, you might not see it, it's obvious to me, and it's probably obvious to others, uh, that you've got a gift in this thing. And I just think it's very cool for you to be able to put it in layman's terms for people like me to be able to understand Man, And I, I really appreciate you taking the time, um, especially explaining it, because um, it is complicated, and you did a great job. You, I, I understand it now. I feel that much smarter. So, man, I just want to thank you so much. I wish you nothing but success.
1: Thank you, and you're welcome
0: again, great guy. Can you imagine coding at seven? Jesus, when you're that smart, you know? It's so, I I tell this story all the time that when you grow up around computers and that's all you know, um, you know, when when my old job, when we would hire somebody, they just knew what to do. Um, We never had to train them because they just knew a database. Oh, we just do it this. Yeah. Oh, what term do you use? Oh, okay. We use it this way. But yeah, that makes sense. And boom, they had such a big advantage. Us old dudes and dudettes, we don't have that advantage, but you can learn it. You're smart, you've got skills. you've got marketable skills that you can use to figure this stuff out. and Josh is a great example of somebody who put his head down do the work and look at what he's been able to do. So again, my advice to you is figure out shipping. offer merchant fulfilled shipping. If you're an FBA only, that's awesome. Offer merchant fulfilled so you do not run out of stock. Do not let your um, especially if you're private label, have a B plan, have a C plan because guess what? Um, ask Paul Miller about his shipping company, you know, no fault of his own. It changed. They that person made a different decision about their life and their business, they changed. Well, guess what? That affected him. And so having a B plan and then a C plan is so smart. And so learn how to ship. It's not hard. Have a plan get this service or one of these services and get it in place so when the opportunity arises and you need it, it's there. That's insurance. That $5 a month is insurance to know that you have a plan and you have somebody there who offers help with when you need it because you heard him say he has to help sometimes train people. And so I think that's really important. So ecommercemomentum.com, ecommercemomentum.com. Man, I, I just love, love, love these stories. Keep them coming. Take care.